Yes, yes. The Teacher Zone with Chris and Tyler is back. Can you believe it? Chris Bates, how are you, sir? I'm excellent. It's great to be back. Yes, we got an an awesome topic today, and I think it's really going to hit home with a lot of people. And we've got a little backup today, too. Um, a lot of you have heard us talk about the wonderful Aaron Blagden, who is our ops manager and uh, unbelievably talented vocal and piano instructor at our school, Los Rios Rock School. Aaron happens to be with us today because this kind of has to do with what we all deal with together at our school on a daily basis. Why don't you say hi to everybody? Hi, everyone. See, she's real. This is not fiction. It's great we didn't to make have her up. You, I know she sounds like she might not be real, <laughs> yeah. but she is. You're hearing her right Very now. Real. We actually captured Erin. She, she was by with us to do a podcast. For those of you that haven't tried it yet, we've been doing weekly updates. What, what episode did we just do? Uh, episode 34. Episode 34. On for the Los school. Rios podcast update. Yeah. So mm-hmm. basically, that's 34 weeks that our students' families have had a podcast to listen to it about what's going on for the week. So right. sort of our weekly uh, audio newsletter. Right. And oh, yeah. every, every, every podcast that Aaron's on, um, we get like 15,000 more listens. So we just <laughs> like, she was already here and we just finished that one. We're like, you stay right there. We're capturing you. Yes. Yeah. You're going to, our ratings are going up. So, so, the, so uh, the topic for today that we're really excited about is growth. And, right. and why t- aren't you growing? Yeah. It's even bigger than just growth. It's what's getting in your way. Why aren't you growing? And it's okay. Like, don't take offense to this. Even at Los Rios Rock School, we expanded our building by 2,000 square feet. Had to recover from all of that. It took a year because of the city. And then we have all this room in this unbelievable new space. And we plateau after that. Right. What the? That's not part of the plan. So... So we we have dealt with this too. So whether you're an established powerhouse of a lesson business or any sort of business, or you have maybe started in the last couple of years or whatever, mm-hmm. and you have some great ideas and you're growing and you have something exciting happening, like parents are loving what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You have a following, the kids love you, and you even have maybe a couple teachers now. And then it's that's when it starts. Things start so, getting busier. So um, I like I've always liked to think about uh, as you mentioned that I just thought about an S curve. And for those of you, if you haven't heard the term before, um, on Wall Street they talk about it a lot with businesses. And so businesses go through this idea. Think of an S where at first it just stinks, and so at first you're like working hard, and it really feels like it everything kind of drops because you're just the bottom of the S. Yeah, you're grinding right, and then it starts climbing. So for a lot of you that have been in business a long time. Um, you know, there's that climb, 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 climb. And then at some point you plateau and that's the top of the S. So the key for every business, and it's why like on Wall Street, um, there's mergers and acquisitions, there's coming up with new products. There's all sorts of ways that they try and create a change, a new S curve, if you will. Right. It's always related to change. You hit the nail on the head. It's exactly right. Right. So even at our own school, we we did our own awesome growth curve that for some of you'd be like, wow, that's a great school. And some of you have already experienced that, like solopreneur starting by yourself. And all of a sudden you're 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 depositing like fourteen thousand dollars a month Mm -hmm. in tuitions uh, and maybe actual checks and (laughs) cash and whatever. And it's exciting. And you know what? At first it doesn't seem like a big deal, like a burden to, to get, get everything like that. But that is, that's the supernova. 
So, yeah. So the big thing is plateauing, right? Because I think that our governor comes on and when our governor comes on, we, we plateau. So at Los Rios, one of the things that we did and one of the things that we should explore first, I think, is this, this idea of why do we plateau? And uh, I think that um, one of the first reasons is fear, right? Which, which a byproduct of fear is either, you can name it what you want, but procrastination mm. or reluctance. Not doing the things you need to do right. to get unstuck. Even though you know you need to do something. Right. And it, 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 we've all been there. Um, callbacks, sales callbacks. Maybe you get a bunch of leads and you emailed them all, but you usually call them and you get a good ratio back when you call them. But this time you just emailed them. Right. Or whatever. That could be reluctance. It could just, it, it's, we're all human beings and we have a lot going on when there's people to take care of around us at every single corner and the, the time issue starts to crunch. So why do you think like fear kicks in, you know, because at different levels, I think that, uh, you'll have the fear governor kick on. So you'll stop doing some things or you don't keep pushing forward. Why do you think that happens in our business? I think sometimes it's a, a burnout um, buffer. Like, I think like on you're occasion, afraid. Oh my gosh! If it gets any more busy, I'm gonna freak out. Or it naturally just happens, mm. and you go live for a second, mm. and you go get that dinner, watch a movie, or whatever, and then you hit it hard the next day. I think that's the more that's a more healthy, positive way to look at it. But a real fear based way to look at it is um, the pile has gotten really tall, and no matter what, if I get through. All of this rescheduling, makeup lessons, um, adding people to the calendar, new enrollments and whatever. Even if I did everything on this list and I got it done today, I sold no new families. I, I didn't get to talk to anyone new. Right. Things like that. Then the ultimate feeling, if you have no one new coming, I don't care what you call it on your outer exterior but inside, you know, that's failure waiting to happen. And you, we all know it because we didn't do anything. We didn't move the needle today. Well, you know, attrition's a part of any business. And especially in the lesson business, you're always going to have students going. So we all need to sort of create a, a really good engine for students coming in. And you're right. I think it's very common. It's like, it's not complacency, mm -mm. but I think fear is a good way to put it. Like we unknowingly become afraid of any more on our plate. Right. So we stopped doing the things that got us to where we are. And the the last three things on my list for the day, I can't not do them. Right. No, they're literally like, let's say somebody acted up and I have a parent call right. because somebody didn't behave right or whatever. That's scheduled. So the busier that, you, you get, the more reactionary stuff that happens. Um, right. And that's, and, and you guys, I know this all sounds crazy. We've been going on and on, but we really wanted to relate to you all this way. And if you have other things that you think are related to these things and roadblocks and buffers that we feel, uh, feel free to email us in or talk to us on the teacher zone forum right. and we can discuss it, but we're not going to keep going with this. We have some solutions too. Yeah. Nobody, nobody here is alone. Um, and, and the thing that, uh, I think the fear kind of pushes into is, is a lack of time that, that feeling of like, there's just not enough hours in the day. Do any of you feel like that? You know? Right. Um, and so Aaron, since we have you here, as we get into some of the solutions of why aren't you growing your business, um, 
you know, we can talk about like how, uh, what are some of the, the wins? What are some of the ways that we've kind of helped manage? So let's start with that time one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've done a really good job, I think, in the last three or four years, putting better systems in place to right. sort of make make it not feel like we're flying from the, you know, mm-hmm. from the hip, if you will. What are some yeah. things that come to mind that were extremely helpful along the way that you saw that were a big difference? Um, the first one that comes to mind is automated billing. Mm. I think that was huge for our school. Um, when I first started here, I think we were still getting checks and cash. We for, had some leftover checks, yeah. and then we also had Chase ACH. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, so tuition Which we payments. don't have anymore. Yeah. So we, we do everything uh, via automated through TeacherZone, and that has been such a huge help. Um, yeah, I think I would highly recommend that for any school. So it's free, it's free time to be able to do some of the more important work. Yeah, right? I mean, you, can, you check it here and there just to make sure that everything is going through, but not worrying about you know every month collecting a check or cash from the same family right. that's running late and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, um, let's face it. it a lot of um, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, especially um, young entrepreneurs or, or smaller businesses, I think are sort of fearful of this whole money side. Mm. It's like, like almost like it's a dirty word. Not and- that it's a dirty word, but you're right. There is a fear of that. It is. It's like all of a sudden your business, which the life force was music and families and community and friends. Now the life source is this cocooned, protected gold bar that is X, X amount of dollars per month. And if I don't protect that, well, I won't have these families anymore. Mm. Right. And people think they protect it money the wrong way. They see it wrong. Money is just a metaphor for how many people you help. It's that simple. And so what we see every day, one of the biggest challenges to growth that, that I see is number one, not being automated. So Aaron, that's a great point. Number two, not charging enough. Mm. You know, I think we worry about our competitors way too much. Right. And in this business, you know, there really is no competition. However you create your culture makes your program unique, which means that you need to charge enough to have wonderful facilities, great instructors right. that are happy right. and well-fed. And that comes with the, having a vision, mission, values, plan. And if anybody wants to go back and listen to our pricing episode, there's a lot of episodes. You're going to hear little teeny bits of, mm-hmm. of stuff you may have heard if you're already listeners. But if you're brand new listeners, welcome. Um, there's a pricing episode a few episodes back uh, where it, it will help you reverse engineer all of the pricing that you you start with basically what would actually be profitable and helpful to grow something awesome, and then you reverse out of yeah, it. Yeah, so you can go back and revisit that podcast a quick, episode. A quick too. cheat sheet for those of you that just, in my mind, Aaron um, and Tyler, I always think of it like at our school. I always think of it as forty-five, thirty-five, twenty. Forty-five percent of the revenue goes to payroll. Thirty-five percent of revenue goes to operations, which include like rent and, and utilities and equipment and all that kind of stuff, and then twenty percent goes to profit. And profit, uh, if you want to grow your business, you have to have that twenty percent because number one, um, most of you as small business owners are paying your own salaries out of that, and then it, there's typically nothing left over for marketing. Right. So how are you going to grow? Right. So the growth right. is going to come out of the profit budget, in my mind. So if you backed up one more time, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Because yeah, yeah. I, I remember when I first ran our first ads, um, they were coming out of n- almost nothing. Like 
Uh, we right. need to do three hundred dollars. Um, there is no well, profit. I, There's I, no money. How do right. I market? So now what yeah. we do is we go. Okay, fair enough. So we need at least an extra five to ten percent on whatever I was thinking before to make sure that we have a couple thousand dollars a month for marketing. So make sure you're pricing to equate for all those elements. It's really easy to go. I just want to pay my teachers great. Well, that's. Of course, we all do. Right. That's not a question. Price it in. It's more making sure that there's enough value in your program that you can price it at a position to be able to have these metrics met. So that way you're not stressed out and there actually is a marketing budget. So there's a pricing podcast. You can go back, revisit yep. that. Um, the next one that Chris wrote down here is uh, too many options. So uh, we we speak to, what, how many, are we in six countries now? Mm-hmm. And, uh, well. and we have heard... And Chris hears it even more than I do. The philosophies for the options of what the families are allowed to have, a la carte, uh, all the way to styles such as us, we're the other end of the spectrum. We are a one flat fee membership fee, bottom line, month by month, no contracts. Right. Now, give us some examples of so just he, chaos. Here's, here's my take on it, okay? For mo- most of us, and it even happens with us, um, basically, if you let... You know, the inmates run the asylum, if you will. <laughs> if you, if you, Aren't they patients? Yeah. Oh, patients. Sorry, I don't know. Yeah. Um, my metaphors are off today. Yeah. But if you, bottom line is that if you let everyone that walks in dictate your policies because you haven't clearly defined things, then you start to create your policies around those requests. Right. And you think, I heard someone say recently, well, we're a boutique. You think that's boutique-y. No. What that is, is chaos. Right. And chaos strains the staff. Right. It strains the customers because now suddenly they're confused about what their options even are. Right. So can you imagine, guys, just for a second, um, you know how a restaurant, what do they put together that you read from when you go in? A menu. A menu, right? Can you imagine if they didn't have one? And you just just walked in and you were like, uh, and they're like, what do you want? And you're like, uh, well, what I really want. Fruity Pebbles yeah. Uh, yeah. baked onto my steak. <laughs> right. Now they'd have to run the store for every person. That well, sounds good. That's what a lot of lesson businesses do. They're like, well, yeah, but my person wants to only come every other week. So they do biweekly. Oh, but my person only wants to, they, they, they don't want to do hours. 60 minutes seems like too much. So they only do 45. So or they don't want to. No, it, they do 30, 45 and 60. So then what you've done is messed up the teacher's schedule so much right. that yeah. you can never have a full schedule. And by the way, when Chris says chaos and this sounds like, well, wait, now I just need a menu and my business isn't special or unique. No, 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 no. Music is the most powerful language on earth and it is always going to be iterative and made up of people experiences some science some math and relationships that's never going to go away regardless of how you put your policies in place yeah i see that more people define it's funny but i see that as value right the value you provide is your culture Mm -hmm. right so your culture is like all that you stand for um kind of that sort of intangible essence that becomes your culture and in your business. But the, the um, getting things more simple to the menu, if you will, what that's more doing is it's more saying, here's what we are willing to do. And basically what you're doing is all the stuff you're not willing to do is now thrown off. Right. So we, Aaron, we had one yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah. We had somebody request. So basically we're a monthly tuition um, and we had somebody request that they would pay up front and that we would schedule the lessons. Because he's a fireman, and yes. he's not sure if he can get in mm-hmm. 
wherever because he and we appreciate our firemen. Yeah. But that totally. doesn't really that that will screw up not only our teachers' lives, um, our calendar. Um, it doesn't fit with what we do. Right. We set a static situation. It doesn't mean it can't be changed. They usually require what we say two give us two weeks notice if your little league, you know, yeah. things change and whatever. But mm-hmm. that one of the comfort and lifestyle attributes we added was the teacher knows what's coming. Exactly. And I think that's important to note, too, that if you change the expectation on the teacher, everything, the chaos ensues. Yeah. Is what you're and imagine about. your teachers thinking that there's chaos around every corner. Yeah. What no. are they going to start acting like? How are their how are their peers going to act together? Our teachers and Aaron's one of them, um, plus management, our teachers are. I mean, it's almost seamless now. Well, but right. as, as owners, you, I mean, let's not sugarcoat it. Tyler and I want the money. So we, we're like, huh, is there any way we, your brain at first kind of goes, is there any way we can make this work? And then no, we, we have to like slap ourselves. Yeah. Oh, he, mean, he means the fireman. Like yeah. my first instinct was, uh, well, he's a fireman. Let's see if we can help him out. And then Chris emails at the exact same time. If you guys want a little look into our <laughs> partnership, sometimes we fire at the same time. Um, and, and so right after that, Chris is like, absolutely not. It'll mess up everything. And then I, then I immediately, I'm on the run. I, I go, I also, I also agree with Chris, what Chris just said. And, and <laughs> was well, the next email? Right, right after it. And, and the unspoken part is I felt what you felt. I mm-hmm. thought, oh, fireman. I even thought, should I teach him? Like I thought, oh, and it's extra money. And then I'm like, what am I doing? Like everything we're yeah, Chris, about. Chris and I are like transcending into each other's other personalities. <laughs> yeah. Chris came as this ultra software guy. And then I was this like strict you know, we have to stand for something with the school or everybody, you know, this isn't Vietnam. There's rules like in Lebowski. Remember that? Um, and so anyways, and now I, it's funny how we're kind of switching personalities here and there. Well, because, you know, let's face it. We all do want to please people mm-hmm. and we all want to serve them. But we have to realize that by sticking to our guns, we can serve them better. Right. So so the resolution on that one is that, Aaron, you're going to reach out and basically tell him. That here's how we do things, and if he wants to do it that way, awesome. We'd love right. to have him. Yeah, of course. right. But I was even going to call him too because okay. I just want to yeah. let him know that hey, thanks for doing what you do, and um, let's see if we can talk about it for a second, and so, then then I'll refer him. Well, and I'll we, refer him up to Music Factory. We see or it every day. Whatever we see it every day. When I see businesses that um, you know have thirty options. It's typically because it started with that one call, then another call, then another call, and it's like you start. Oh, letting, yeah. It's a slippery slope. Um, have you guys ever seen like the restaurant makeovers and stuff like that? Like those shows mm-hmm. and um, the one at, bar uh, makeovers the one you talk bo- about both. Right? Yeah. Right. But there's also restaurant ones. Um, and I watched one the other day, a restaurant one, and it was a diner. And these folks had the craziest menu you've ever seen. Right. And but the sad part is that humans actually you're, you're creating buyer remorse the more items you have. So well, the first thing you see in every makeover is they redo the menu. First thing, they just kill that booklet menu and they get it down to one page and they get it down to five options and it's super simple and we all love that. Because that restaurant owner's superpower was probably, he might have made amazing dishes that were listed, right? but his superpower wasn't thinking of it like that. No. So he had a great outline. He needed someone to come in and edit it. That's right. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly right. It's like, yes. almost like it's um, a lot of your, uh, our businesses out there. The reason you're not growing, quite honestly, is you're operating off your sloppy copy, right? That's your rough draft. 
you made it. You called it your business. Right. It's like it needs to get edited. But here's the cool part. It's never done. Right. We're always editing. And we're always we're no one is alone. There's no excuse for whoever's listening right now to feel like you have to figure this out on your own. And guess what? Googling something that says, hey, who I need help with a parent and student policy for my music school. See Mm. what comes up. I don't even know. It's probably trash. Mm. In fact, we should probably have our SEO make us come up when that happens so they can get our <laughs> podcast at least so there's some valuable information there or or whoever's podcast but the point is is um so the fact that no one is alone anymore due to these awesome facebook forums um teacher zones forum music lesson business academy forum there's no reason if you're listening to sit here and not and think you have to stick with a sloppy copy there's people waiting to help you. And if you're a teacher's own customer, you actually get all of our policies and employee agreements. We'll send them to you. Like, that's one thing that we do. And it helps people go, oh, you know what? I'm going to copy and paste that one paragraph. And their policy is probably like two pages shorter than ours, but they like the one thing. When it's so much easier to edit as part of your model rather than feeling like you need to overhaul everything. In a modern world, we're just in a constant process of making things a little bit better, a little bit better all the time. So, Aaron, what are some of the ways that we've um, worked to make Los Rios have better systems in the last couple of years? So you talked about automation. We've talked about simplicity and all that. But we've also done stuff with the school with regard to organizing our semesters, organizing our events, organizing some of that. Talk to us about a little bit about some of the systems we put in place to make it more consistent. Well... The thing that comes to uh, to mind to me is our um, auditions. Mm. So prior to um, maybe it was a couple years back, we didn't actually have the audition process going um, in our school. And those auditions and the way that our seasons work actually really help us um, with the incoming students. So during that time when our auditions are going to be due, we have a lot of incoming students right. at that time so it kind of creates consistency over the so year. before we would have this like group of 15 new families and we weren't doing our best to know where were they mm. where, right. because they all have this image in their mind they did this awesome tour their son might be able to play a little bit already and we haven't seen a video of him play mm-hmm. and we were relying on our teachers which is cool to make sure that they got ready and good enough, but that's all it meant for the next season. So and we, so that was we, it. So that's where it stopped. So it's almost like we ha- we have a three times a year. So just so, for those of you that don't know, basically our seasons are four months long. So so right. we have yeah. three seasons a year is the way we look at it. And we're year-round program. And so basically it's an entry point. Right. And I think the that... The auditions are an entry point every... This three times a year. Three entry points. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we can really um, create consistency with our students incoming. And I think that too. Um... Yeah, you know what? I've been selling that on tours. I've actually been saying that with families. I've been like, "Hey, uh, you know, oh, you know what? Like, the, like last night, I was with a student and family, and I said, "Oh, you have such perfect timing. Our tryouts are in a couple months. Right. right. So yeah. that entry point, you're right, right. I've been using it, and I'm like, the entry point's coming up, and so this is perfect to start with our school because you'll be ready for the audition. Yeah. Right. So we can utilize that as expectations a consistent... are already pretty much met. 
and right. in, almost in complete black and white, especially once with the teacher establishes con- contact mm-hmm. and says, hey, let's have a lesson. Don't worry about anything else for now. Then the next lesson, hey, by the way, I think you're this good. Let's look at this Jam 102 audition material. Mm-hmm. Right. Would you like to work on this so you could get in mm-hmm. and start to fill it up? Where before it was just up so in the So the consistency air. entry, but it then is also a consistency in the instruction that right. comes from auditions. Right. Now, yeah. let, let's yeah, back good. up. That's let's back good. up for a I second. Like so we were in fear yeah. before that system. Sure. Based on we didn't know who was doing what technically. A lot of times. We yeah. have 200 students. And 15 of them at any given time could be almost ready to leave, maybe, if the teacher didn't figure it out and wasn't resourceful enough on and their own. And for those of you that don't know, we have 201 hour students. We only do one hour. Uh, so we're, it's like a 400 for those of you that do 30 minute. Um, but because we're, we are a little bit more immersive. So our students are at our school typically about three to four hours a week. Right. right. Yeah. With classes, rehearsals. So, so prior to creating that system, mm-hmm. what made us want to create that system? What happened? It was enough pain. Right. Yeah. We definitely. got sick of it. Right. We finally either either something really bad happened where a family left and said, "Hey, what you?" And this is this is not what happened, but this is what could happen. Nothing you said that was going to happen is happening. <laughs> We've had that though, right? Yes. Like we have to acknowledge that certainly uh, all of us haven't met our customers' expectations plenty of times. Right. And the goal is to constantly change and get better so that you can. Right. So right. that p- provoked us or inspired us or both. Right. To create the audition system. Yeah. Which then makes your job easier because you're not wondering hey tyler um i don't know what to do with this family we might need to call them mm-hmm. because they didn't know what to do in the first place and then mm-hmm. our teachers are like well w- why am i losing this student why are you looking at me mm-hmm. so all of this leadership was based on our own design so what did we do between spencer asking and all of us we created some videos put them into teacher zone it didn't even take that long i think mm-hmm. it to- for three yeah. levels of bands it took maybe three hours five instruments right. three levels we have auditions for all of it in teacher zone in video form that that every uh four months with the new intakes mm-hmm. they're working we have a series of students that are working for the next level so yeah i think that's great and as we all know in the lesson business having a goal working towards something right is sort of like the whole point. That's right. the retention lever. If you want to keep your students for a long time, you got to have them working right. towards something. And remember, if you don't have a performance academy, that example we just gave you still applies to you. Well, because we Aaron, had to think of a solution, then implement it. It's similar to the Royal Conservatory program that you went through when you were a kid. Right. Yeah. Right. That wasn't yeah. a performance program necessarily, but you had levels you're going through. You had goals. Yeah. You had things that were. So yeah, it's a you curriculum. Yeah, exams and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. curriculum or goals in general. Right. It's all, it's all related. Um, so, okay. So consistency. I love that. I think consistency, honestly, um, we talked about fear initially. I think that, I don't know about you guys, but... Um, I think for myself, I often will have fear about implementing something because I feel like, I, well, what if it doesn't work or something like there's sort of this inconsistency or that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, there's that because yes. there's always that time. Like Aaron and I have that right now. We do. We have one. <laughs> we have one on the table <laughs> and it's we a do. reluctance feeling. I felt it in my tummy when I said that just now mm-hmm. because and I think the feeling is not scared of typing the keys and creating. And, and I'll fill you in right now. Aaron and I are 
creating a Basecamp template that is a template that can be redistributed into That's the That's our camp. project management software. Yes, and, and it's every single thing that every person does in our performance program from start to finish. Mm-hmm. That means, Aaron, just your jobs alone in making sure people are notified via email and the podcast update and whatever of knowing when auditions are due or when the big kickoff meeting is for the new semester, those will be items and checklists in this template. Mm -hmm. So we've decided, um, and there's multiple people. So we've got, you know, four to five people, stage director, program director, Aaron, Chris, Tyler. And the reason we use project management software is there's what's called dependencies. So what you can do is you say that this item is dependent upon someone taking action. So Aaron can actually assign that, that, you know, for um, our program director, he now needs to go through the auditions. Exactly. So that helps us stay accountable and everybody's notified on their app or their phone. And this isn't so much about base camp. This is about Aaron and I chewing this right thing getting up. Getting it yes. to a template. Yes, that's it. So and and guess what? Once we do it, it won't be that hard. It'll probably be sloppy copy, first right. one. Yeah. And then and then we'll run a whole semester. And remember, here's the here is the fallacy if if this happens. If we don't do a sloppy copy and run it through a semester right away then we'll never get to the one that's done. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if we don't start it, that is the reluctance and the fear. That's when it gets us. And it does coincide with the word time because Aaron, even with all of our systems in place and us with teacher zone and rock school and everything, there's not a ton of time. We have to, we have to be decisive and we have to well, pick the one hour every Monday that we just work on it right. well yeah and what i think is that the consistency part we have been working on right so aaron you already have every season you're doing all these things so it's not like you're not doing them you yeah. know you know about them you have lists you have things well we're right t- but they don't happen sometimes well, when we think they should happen well what we're talking about is the bridge so there's a there i think it starts with a decision then you actually start doing some of the things that you want to do right then as they become more and more coherent it, it actually morphs into automation and that's sort of where we're trying to go with this. Right. Is that, right. I see what you're saying. So we have, we have the materials. Correct. It's like you sort of start with an idea, then you like work it out. Right. And then as it gets worked out, your the goal is to move towards true consistency, which is automation. Right. Mm-hmm. And this, this yes, does trickle really down. Right. If we don't get the solution, you're exactly right. If we don't get the solution figured out soon, all it's going to do is make your and my job a little bit less fun mm-hmm. for a while because we're still getting it done, but we've already seen success with Teacher Zone and Basecamp and other formats that have made our life 90% easier because it automated. Right. So we know through just litmus test that if we do it again, this will potentially be one of the last big cookies. And this includes mm-hmm. getting the designs for the merch, mm-hmm. having the design, proofing the design for the merch, right. releasing the merch pre-orders. Literally like everything. it's all part of the seasons and we have base camps for it and we're working on them, but there's n- we haven't glued it all together. The bridge, like Chris said, you could, yeah, you can create, just know you guys, you can create automations uh, um, with anything. If you think about some of your favorite businesses out there, the ones that feel like magic, it's because behind the scenes, they've got a lot of this stuff systematized into automations. Right. 
Right. right. It's the only way that you get it to feel like magic, but it takes, you know, years. Right. I mean, a, a good example, just an easy example in my mind is Disney. And um, for those of you th- that don't know, Disney actually has a university for businesses. So businesses, yeah, it's very expensive, but you can pay to have your staff go down to Florida and actually train the Disney, they call it the Disney way. And, wow. and they teach you how to automate and how to get your business better. Um, so just FYI, some of the biggest businesses in the world, including Disney have embraced this. It's why they're where they're at. They couldn't get there without. And then we, as small businesses think, oh, it's what makes my small business unique. It's like the fact that your hair is on fire is not unique at all. (laughs) Right. It's amazing. You created all that to make your hair go on fire. (laughs) If your hair is not on fire and you don't have systems in place, that means your school's not quite exciting yet. Right. But because of what yeah. you built, your hair eventually starts to light. Yeah. Usually right around the ears <laughs> at first and then all of it. Right. And so here, the moral of all this, you guys, the moral of the story, and we'll go ahead and wrap this up. This doesn't need to be a long-winded podcast. The title is, Why Aren't You Growing? And that could mean an established company plateauing. It could be uh, you grew for two years and now I, I don't know what to do. Something's got to give and there's solutions out there the obviously teacherzone.com is a solution for like 80 percent of it and now the fact that we have zapier integrated you can integrate to your crms for sales to anything you want right so therefore that's even we finally bit that off so that's one base camp we use this project management so we use them and and there's there's people like slack and there's tons of resources out there too like Danny Thompson with right. his music lesson business. Dave Academy, Simon and Tim and the, you know what? And these guys, yeah. yes, it's their goal in life to be successful at helping others, but they don't stop researching. They don't stop churning their minds on how can they help. And I truly believe our mission here, if I want to help and if, and if Chris and I want to help and Aaron, Chris and I want to help more students every day, and that's the mission, because don't forget your purpose. Why are you doing this? It trickles down. If stuff at the top is chaotic, it goes down right right to the teachers. And if it hits the teachers, you know who it's hitting. Period. End of story. So if we are starting from the ground up, which is how can we make students' lives better through music, then the hair's got to stop being on fire. And you've got to choose. Ask around. Find a system. If you're not automated already or if you have too many systems at once, you can make it easier. And you know what I hear a lot, uh, Aaron? You can relate to this. Um, when I talk to a lot of people, they'll say, yeah, but my customers um, want this. Mm. And I always say to them, they don't get to choose. Yeah, Right. You, create, you created the company. You're, now, the, you're the leader. They expect your leadership. And if you're not providing it is why right. they're choosing. And now, it's sort of like Caesar Milan where the, where the dogs uh, are walking all over the owner. And he's like, it's because you're not actually taking charge. Right. right. So the dog is. Right. And, and that's <laughs> leadership 101. And, and it doesn't mean that you don't take good ideas from epic parents. Oh, right. Because they happen. Sure. But in 10 years... It's happened six times where they'd we rather, actually acted on it. Yeah, they'd six rather have your leadership in, overall. Six times in 10 years. And guess what? In the last four years, I don't think there's maybe been but one. So in the beginning, I got some great ideas and we implemented them. So if we're not saying you can't help the parents and make it iterative for them too and let them know that you're also a great, open-minded, good-hearted leader. 
But at the same time, you got to put your foot down or I'm telling you, it's Vietnam. Mm -hmm. No rules. <laughs> it will it will start it will no, only get worse no i'm gonna have to watch big, the big come lebowski on big lebowski again. it's john goodman's line you you all know well, it. aaron thanks for being on today it was yeah, great to have you and uh you know this is always to be continued but the big question about why aren't you growing um you know we we touched on some of those and uh let us know your thoughts yes so yeah so there's no reason to stop growing right no. well you're growing or you're going the other way so i'd rather grow wait dying that's it You've always said that. Watch out. Chris gets real serious when he says that. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Teacher Zone with Chris and Tyler. Aaron, thank you for sticking around. Yeah, I know you got to go teach. And uh, until next time, everybody, sayonara. <laughs>